everybody and welcome to another exciting day here on the rediscovering your passion and purpose with patty podcast i know that's a mouthful isn't it but it it makes you remember it with all those p's and you know what i am so excited once again to have a guest that i admire and respect immensely but here is the thing it's another first here on the rediscovering your passion and purpose because some of you out there in listening land and those of you watching us on youtube right now are thinking, oh, this is a woman's podcast. Every single person that she's had so far, it's for women. Oh, no, it is not. I'm here to tell you right now. It is for men and women, and that's why I am super duper extra excited to have Dan Capellan on my my podcast today. Dan is one of my buddies here. I love him dearly. We met about a year and a half ago through the Standout Stars Speakers Program, and uh, we have been building our new programs and and becoming entrepreneurs over this last uh, year and a half. Dan, how are you today? It's so exciting to have you here. I am fantastic, Patty. I'm so glad to be here, and I love your alliteration. It helps me keep my lips in sync. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that so much. I know people keep saying, well, you sure have a lot of peas there, you know, Pathways with Patty and Rediscovering Your Passion Person. Hey, it's making people remember, and that's what we want to do. That's what we want to have people do. Isn't that right, Dan? That's what we've been learning. It's all about uh, being re- being memorable, that's for sure, yeah. Exactly. Well, let's introduce you to everybody, Dan. Just give a little synopsis here. Dan is known as the strategy architect because he creates and scales business and brand strategies for entrepreneurs who want to connect with and attract customers. Dan has over 40 years experience marketing to and working directly with businesses, business customers worldwide. He is also a professional speaker trainer who connects with business teams on topics of leadership and marketing. Okay, Dan, let's start out first of all, for those people who are not in the business world, give us give us a, a, a real a real person's take on what that just means of how I just introduced you. What is it that you do for people? I help them communicate more effectively, both in print, in internet, and when speaking with people to help people understand who they are and what they do. Awesome. And we we all need to know that at one point or another. Dan, you know, we've talked many times, but one of the things that I really admire and respect about you is the fact that you have had a, a, a very interesting life from your beginnings uh, to to where you are today. And that's one of the reasons, the main reason why I really wanted you to be a guest on my podcast is because of that story that I know that you have shared with me and several of our others that I call our, our public speaking tribe. And uh, it's one of those that I know with the things that you have shared with me, it inspires me to know that no matter what challenges can come your way, that uh, you can figure out how to work with that and rediscover your passion and purpose, which you have done several times over your life. So with that said, 
I, I would like you to start your story wherever you would like to start it. Tell us about your upbringing and where you're from and kind of what happened from that point. And then we'll just have a little, a little talk from there. How does that sound? Oh, that sounds great. And I appreciate the compliments. You are an inspiration to me as well. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Tell us where you're from. Well, I currently, I live in the village of Florida. And I, I love it here. I wanted to get out of the Northland, which you'll hear in my story, so that I don't have to shovel snow. And I'm actually going to begin my story with a talk that I gave just two weeks ago. And then I'll go back and start from the beginning. But one of the things I did at the beginning of that talk, I was speaking to a group of seniors here in the villages. We're a retirement community. And I said, imagine a tape measure. And every inch of that tape measure is one year of life. So once we get to the age we're at, Patty, statistics say we've got a pretty good chance of living to 90 years old. And Ooh, I like that. So I had somebody hold one end of the tape measure and then measured out 90 inches and somebody held that end. And here in the villages, I looked, I did a little Googling to find out what the average age is and it was 70 years old. So I put my finger on 70 years old and I said, so if every inch of this tape measure is one year of our life, Everything to my left is the life we've lived, and everything to the right is what we have left. I want to make okay. Dan. First of all, I got to stop you because I, I mean that is gold right there, and um, you know because I'm I always talk about living your best dash and talking about that dash mark, but that is another fantastic way to get people to know. So I may be stealing that idea in a couple of my presentations. I just wanted to say that right here. You are welcome to steal it anytime. I actually stole it from somebody else. So that's great. That's a, a hand-me-down analogy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Go ahead. I'm sorry, but that was great. Yeah. So there were actually some gasps when people looked at how much tape measure there was to the left and recognizing how little time we have to make an impact. And for many people, we haven't really thought about our purpose. We haven't really thought about our passion. The title of your podcast is Rediscovering Your Purpose and Passion. I'd say for a lot of people, they're just discovering it. And you know, for me, it was later in life when I really discovered it. Until then, I was probably what you might consider a content zombie. I was going through life on a path following wherever it took me. So I started on a farm, you know, very humble beginnings uh, in the dead center middle of Sheboygan County, Wisconsin. Um, by the time I was eight years old, I don't think um, I had more than two trips outside the county. Everything was very localized. I was the oldest of seven children, and the oldest son was expected to take over the farm from dad. I started out with no dreams, no aspirations, um, and no money. And, but, you know, having the opportunity to be born into the greatest country on earth, 
I had access to libraries and to good education in which the teachers wanted their students to succeed and they worked with us, they mentored us. And I began to realize that there was a life outside the farm and I didn't really care for farming. I wanted out, but I was expected to take it over. The teachers not only helped me think about how I could potentially go to college, but they convinced my parents as well that that was a great path and a great destination for me. And ultimately, I became the first person in my entire extended family of cousins to go to college. And awesome. I focused on the automotive industry. But the, 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 the whole thing there is that I was walking, I, I wanted to get away from something rather than going to something. And the going to was something that just happened in the process of moving away. And that's what I mean by being a content zombie. I took the path wherever the path took me. Wow. And don't you find it for the most part, that's what we do as human beings is we are almost, I mean, that's a, a great description of walking zombies, or we go with the expectations that either society puts on us or our families, because that's the way it's always been. Because talking about you going, you know, to being the first in, in your family to go to college, I was the same exact thing. Uh, I was the first one that wanted to female that wanted to have a career. It wasn't, you know, out of high school, go get, you know, go get married, start, start your family. Um, but, but I think many of us, we find ourselves just saying, this is what the expectation is. And this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, very much so. And, um, you know, I, in a lot of ways, I feared the expectation because I wasn't happy. And how many times in life are we not happy, but we don't know how to move away from it and move toward the purpose and passion that we really want? Oh, yeah, exactly. And I found my passion in college with the automotive industry, and that's where I spent my entire career. I became an expert in engines and engine combustion and how to control that process to reduce the exhaust emissions. At the time that I was in college and graduated from college in my first jobs, uh, pollution in Los Angeles was um, incredible. I mean, if you drove along I-5 and look to the right or look to the left, you didn't realize that you had mountains on either side of you because they were obscured by the, uh, by the haze. I mean, today you can drive up and down um, the, uh, the freeways there and you can see the mountains off in the distance. We don't really appreciate how far that we've come today. And you know, when I get out to uh, California and LA and I look at that and I recall driving those same highways and not realizing that there were mountains there, I, a little sense of pride comes over me because I feel like I had a very small piece of helping society accomplish that. Well, I'm going to say thank you right now because uh, growing up in Chino, California is right you know, next to uh, the LA area. And uh, being an athlete, every day 
after school, we would not know if we were going to have our athletic event or practice because there was either a smog, it, usually there were smog alerts. And if the, the smog decibel level or whatever they called it was at a certain level, our athletic director would have to check every single day. And if the pollution, the smog was that bad, we could not be outside. And unfortunately, many times, there were more times when we could not be outside because of that smog uh, than we could actually do our, our events. So thank you for cleaning up the air. <laughs> I know I appreciate that because being from Southern California, you're, what you just said about being able to see the mountains, and they're beautiful mountains. But yes, mm -hmm. I remember many times when I was in high school and in college, you could not see those hills and those mountains. And it was such a shame because people would come to visit. It's like, I wish you could see these mountains. This mountain range is absolutely gorgeous. So thanks, Dan, for doing that. I, 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 I It's nice to know that I know somebody who had a part in cleaning that up. <laughs> oh, and, uh, you know, interestingly, I started as an engineer. So I developed a lot of the early um, algorithms and equations that were used in those control systems. In fact, if you drive a Ford car today, a lot of what I developed as part of a small team um, is still being used in Ford cars for those controls, you know, a very early version of it. I visited one time in the 90s, and um, one of the guys I was on the team with by then had become a, uh, a chief engineer, and he took me around, introduced me to people, and one of the engineers came over and showed me my name at the top of the comment section of a lot of the code that had been written by the coders. And by the way, I can't write code to save my life, but <laughs> I know how an engine works and I know how to tell people to make the engine work more efficiently. And uh, he showed me about six, seven, uh, you know, uh, software modules in there that had my name as the first reference to, in wow. those modules. And as we walked out the door, my friend said, kind of makes you feel like one of the Wright brothers, doesn't it? Yes, that is very cool, Dan. I mean, golly, that, I mean, that gives me chills just knowing that. That's, that is super cool. The point to all that is that all of us have done something in our life when we sometimes have to kind of sit back and think about things to fully appreciate the good things, to focus on the positive things that we have done and hadn't really given a whole lot of thought to it because we are that content zombie just walking through life. And I didn't fully appreciate um, that piece of my background, that piece of my tape measure uh, until years later when I was just sort of thinking about okay, what is it that I have done and what is it that I can offer going forward? Um, I spent about 12 years as an engineer and then I went into marketing and uh, the marketing gave me the opportunity to travel the world. I visited customers in uh, 19 countries, worked with many of those customers, uh, shuttling between them and their needs and their reaction to uh, what my employer had done and um, back to the engineering teams I was working with. By that time, I had gone beyond Ford to another employer, but we still focused on the electronic controls and took what we learned here in the U.S. with all the technology we have and carried it over there. And because of my technical background, plus the combination of marketing that I had learned, I um, 
you know, he had the ability to talk with people at these companies from the CEO to the engineers and everybody in between and get the best result possible for their customers. Now, out of all of those countries that you went to, do you have a favorite? Well, believe it or not, and this was my favorite at the time, uh, was China. Really? Uh, I visited China about 15 times, and I really loved the enthusiasm that they had, that, the, that, that these companies had, that the employees had, that the people who I work with, both in the company I work for, as well as in um, the client, um, uh, the enthusiasm they had for the advances that were being made. Um, and then the country itself, it was building, they had aspirations to be like Western countries. Um, wow. They wanted a middle class. At the time, you had a few elites on the top who were very wealthy and protected by the government. And you had the masses at the bottom, all of whom were poor. And what the, the, the plan for the government was at that time was to raise up as many of the people on the bottom of the social chain into the middle class, much like what we have in the United States and much like what Europe has. Um, I think today we have a different uh, view of China. I haven't been there now in 14 years, mm -hmm. but a lot has changed. But at the time I was there, China was my favorite of all the countries because of the enthusiasm. Well, that's great. Well, that's good to know. I mean, being somebody that loves to travel like myself, that is a country that does intrigue me, if nothing else, from the architecture, you know, the buildings and the things. I mean, it seems very fascinating. So that is on my to-do list someday. So that's good to know. Um, maybe I'll raise that one up a high, higher on the ladder there. There you go. I, 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 I encourage it. Um, after I retired, uh, I took an early retirement. My wife and I took a cruise, um, a Viking uh, river cruise on the Yangtze River, which is considered oh. the cradle of civilization. And we learned about the origination of bronze and porcelain and got to see firsthand how the monks uh, and Buddhists worshipped. So that was a fascinating, fascinating trip, especially because over the years, I had learned a lot of Chinese history. And then to see it firsthand was uh, an amazing experience. And because of your curiosity, I think that you would be amazed and, and, and thrilled by what you uh, experience and what you learn. Well, and just you saying the Viking cruise, I mean, I did a Viking cruise of the Danube a couple of years ago, and I absolutely loved it because, I mean, I've done many, many cruises, but never a river cruise before. And that's a totally different experience. And you really do get a chance to get into the culture and, and the country a lot more from a river cruise. So now you're really speaking my language of combining those two things of going to travel and then doing it on a Viking cruise. Did you, I mean, we're getting off topic a little bit, but did you uh, do the thing where you could spend either extra time there before the cruise or after the cruise? Yeah, we, That's... Uh, yeah, we went to um, uh, Beijing, which I oh, had yeah. uh, visited many times. And um, 
the group went to the Great Wall. I actually skipped the Great Wall because I had been there three times and I visited friends in Beijing. Um, and then we uh, also saw the Ming tombs and uh, Tiananmen Square and the National Assembly Building. Um, all those were great. And then we went to one of my bucket list items was to go to um, uh, where they have the terracotta soldiers in Xi'an. Oh, yes. And yes. so we flew to Xi'an and that was fantastic. I was so um, glad to see that. And then we continued and flew to near the beginning of the Yangtze River in the southwestern mountains, not far from Tibet, and then took the boat all the way through and stopped many times. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. Well, we'll get back on, on from traveling there to traveling back on your, your life's path. So continue with your life there, Dan. Well, um, you know, as I was doing this, I, I, was a, I was a hard charger and uh, constantly changing time zones. And that took its toll on my health. And one day I was in my office after um, a long trip and I was hacking and coughing and actually sweating. And my boss came into my office and tapped me on the shoulder and said, go straight to urgent care. Don't go home and don't come back to work until your doctor gives you a note. So I went to urgent care who um, called my doctor and they put me in the hospital with uh, walking pneumonia. Oh my gosh. And I was, I was flat for almost a week and then I had a little additional recovery. And that was kind of the beginning of my aha, so to speak, about the importance of health. Because mm -hmm. so many of us think about um, various orders of family, work, and God as being the most important things in our health. And it dawned on me, the most important thing is my health. Because mm -hmm. if I don't have my health, I'm no good to my family. I'm no good to my work. Yep. I'm no good to God. Yep. So um, that became a priority. Well, I, I totally relate with that as well, because that's that's another reason why I retired at 55 because I knew I had not done a very good job. I was taking care of everybody else. My job was my number one thing. My students were right. I mean, they were there and, but I wasn't doing anything for me health-wise. Mm -hmm. I was extremely overbese, overweight. I was, uh, I was obese. Uh, and uh, my, my health was, I, if I stayed in, I was either gonna have a stroke or a heart attack or a combination of the two. And what good would it be if I tried to stay teaching any longer? So I get that. We we tend to take care of everybody else. We forget about ourselves. But like you just said, you can't be any good for any of those other things in your life if you're not good with you, especially when it comes to your health. So I relate to that as well. Yeah. And uh, so I took an early retirement in 2009 for that reason, to preserve my health. And I became an entrepreneur at that point. And one of the things getting, you know, when you're, when you're working in a corporation and you have all these resources available to you, you take them for granted. Mm -hmm. When you go out on your own, those resources are no longer available. And all of a sudden, mm -hmm. uh, things that were taken for granted were no longer available and you had to learn them themselves. 
Yeah. So I got a few whacks across the forehead with things that I tried <laughs> and uh, losing money. And, um, but, you know, learned and recovered from every one of them. Uh, and, uh, and then I, I, I got a, I, I did that, you know, I continued to grow and I continue today to grow and pass that on to other people in the form of coaching. But I had another whack across the forehead in 2017 when uh, my wife at that time was uh, diagnosed with dementia. Mm. And so the, um, the psychoneurologist who was the second opinion to her original neurologist um, you know, asked me to come back by him after bringing her out to the uh, waiting room and put his arm around my shoulder and said, you're in for a tough life. Wow. Um, expect to be a caregiver. Mm. And uh, he suggested joining some support groups, which I did. I did join one and I was learning what that was going to be like. But then it's, um, you know, and it's interesting how sometimes things take a turn. In 2019, um, my, my wife's mother passed away and she was visiting her family and um, uh, I was, and she was gone for about four months and I was sitting in my, and she was helping clean up the house because her dad had passed away. Her brothers um, had lived in that house their entire lives. And so she got the master bedroom and um, one day I'm sitting in my office and doorbell rings and there's this big guy at the door with a clipboard and said, sorry to ruin your day, dude, but I have to have you sign it. And it was a petition for divorce. Okay. Now in that moment, physically, what is happening to you? I mean, you, you weren't even anticipating that, were you? No, not really. No. Um, and I mean, that, that had to be devastating. Well, you know, what's so interesting, you know, how, you know, if you get a serious injury, your body doesn't really feel it. You don't need, you don't feel you're in shock. Way. Yeah. You're, you're kind of in physical shock and I was in mental shock. Um, and so at the time I didn't feel anything. It wasn't until later that that sort of uh, began wow. to infuse into me and um, you know, I had to give some serious thought to what my life would be like going forward. And I made a commitment to not let it bring me down. And I had close friends who said, look, this is a, this is a blessing um, because you were destined for being a, um, a caregiver. And um, now her brothers have taken on that responsibility. They had talked her into mm -hmm. it. So um, I, to this day, I, I view it as a blessing, although at the time it didn't feel that way. In fact, right. it probably took um, a good six weeks at least before it began to feel more like a, like a blessing than a, um, uh, you know, something that would be considered catastrophic or devastating. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, because how else could you look at it at, at the beginning? But mm -hmm. That's, that's one of the, I mean, and now even up to what you have just been talking about, you have been discovering a passion and purpose for different things. But what I really enjoy knowing and a real reason why I wanted you to be on this podcast is because most people, when they would have received that envelope, would have just said, that's it. I'm done. 
and in in many respects they would kind of retreat and not get back out there and not move forward and this is the part that I like to define as rediscovering your passion and purpose because that's what you have done with this next part that you're about to share with everybody. This is a true essence. Once again, you've been doing it throughout your life, but because of this extreme situation that you just incurred, you did not let it stop you. And that's what I really am motivated and inspired by you because of this that you're going to share with everyone. Well, you know, what occurred next for me is I think one of the reasons that we want to stay socially connected because you meet people who can have an influence on you. And, um, and in a lot of ways, you don't know that you're having an influence on them. I met somebody who became a best friend because we mentored each other. We were both going through a similar thing at the same time in our lives. And, uh, we, we, we mentored each other through it. Um, that person is still my best friend and awesome. was um, actually at, at, at uh, the couple's house yes, last night, yesterday. Great. And um, we keep talking about how we want to continue to surround ourselves with people who elevate us rather than people who bring us down. Mm -hmm. And we talk about that almost every time. And if I had surrounded myself with people who brought me down, I might not be where I am today, just as yes. you were saying. And I think oh, exactly. it's so important to be conscious of who you surround yourself with. Most definitely. Yes. Amen to that. Because those, those that's your support system. You know, those are the people when you that that you have built a relationship with, and those are the people that you know that if they need something, you're there for them, and you know they know that they're going to be there for you as well. And you want those people that are like-minded in the respect they they can sense that you don't always have to be, you don't even have to tell them they already know uh, that there is a situation, and they they're going to be there to support you, and they're going to bring you up to the level that uh that that you know that you need to be at and the level they want you to be at so good for you to create that that foundation those friends to be able to do that and that is a that is a very wise statement for everyone who's listening out there if you do not have that base support there are places for you to go that you can find them dan and i are two of those people right there if you don't know where to go uh we're two people that can help you and add that support and, and give you resources to be able to find out where you could meet people to become your support. Isn't that right, Dan? Absolutely. And if you surround yourself with people who are constant learners, who have a growth mindset, who don't think that they know everything there is to know and, uh, and, and want to engage, um, you, you have the ability to learn from them because they are willing to learn from you and it becomes interactive and every little shovel, you know, gets piled mm -hmm. on top of another until you, uh, you know, start building a mountain that you're climbing to the peak on. I like that. Yes. Amen to that. So one of the things that I started doing, um, was learning all about the brain. 
And the first things um, that I was that I learned were from resources that my wife's neurologist had provided and learned a lot about the physical brain and how um, various aspects of dementia you know, progress through the brain and you know, dementia not being uh, exactly Alzheimer's. You know, I, you know, it can progress to Alzheimer's, but is not necessarily Alzheimer's by itself, but it does have behavioral effects. So as I got into behavioral effects, I learned about mindset and the importance of mindset and how you know the, the the power of positivity is something that is real and helps us have a much more fulfilling life and it also mm -hmm. helps because when we are looking for those people we want to socialize with those people that we want to um, have a connection with to elevate ourselves and to elevate them we know that we can do it together because mm -hmm. we, um, we've um, learned how to evaluate ourselves in an honest way. We have learned how to meditate and sort of let that unconscious uh, hand, that invisible intelligence have its influence on where we are at that point in our life and where we wanna go in our life and the uh, importance of uh, the impact that God or whatever you want to call that spiritual elevation has in mm -hmm. pulling us forward rather than pushing us in a direction we don't want to go. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, that goes along with your foundation, not only your friends, but I, for me and those people that do know me, with God, I know that, you know, I have to keep telling myself, let go, let God, because we always want to believe that we're the ones in charge. And he gets a really good laugh at me thinking, oh, Patty, you keep forgetting you're not in charge here. I am. But it is having a faith base besides your your relationship base with other people that can create uh, that PMA, as I like to call it, positive mental attitude, because it does make a difference for the options that you are able to create for yourself and what you want out of your life. Yeah, exactly. And it helps you create memories. Um, I mean, you talk a lot about the dash that occurs between your birth date and your passing date. And that dash is so important. That is that 90 inches on the tape measure, both mm -hmm. what is behind you and what is left to make an impact. And in the context of making that impact, you know, I've come to learn that I want to live beyond that 90, at least in people's memory, in my oh, yes. family's memory and next generations. And so I think when you talk about the dash, Patty, you have to add a dot, dot, dot on mm -hmm. the backside of that, uh, that, yes. that guessing date. And it came home to me uh, last Labor Day weekend, went to the Sheboygan County Fair, smack dab in the middle of Sheboygan County, Wisconsin, which had been a, uh, a, a tradition for our family. And my, my daughters, they grew up with that fond memory and all the memories of going there and 
Um, we had a rule that we couldn't eat healthy food once we were inside the chain link fence of the fair. So we had greasy food and cream puffs <laughs> and ice cream and snow cones and whatever. And they carried on that tradition with their kids. Mm -hmm. And I went to the fair last um, Labor Day weekend with uh, my youngest daughter and her family. And uh, my grandson was 11 at the time. My granddaughter was nine. And she said, I want to go with grandpa. And she pulled me around the fair all day long. And we had these wristbands on our wrist that let us go on as many rides as we wanted to between noon and five o'clock. And so we went on the giant slide and the tilt-a-whirl and the scrambler and the mirror room and the merry-go-round. She loved the merry-go-round. And as we got to the end of the day, and we had a great time, just a great time. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we, we got to the end of the day and uh, she and I were going up and down side by side on the merry-go-round with her brother uh, right behind us, which we had, this was probably a seventh time, we had done it. And I turned to her and I said, Maddie, someday you're going to bring your grandchildren to the fair and you'll remember the fun day that you had with grandpa. And she hesitated and kind of squinted her eyes and wrinkled her nose. And she turned to me and she said, you'll be dead. Mm. <laughs> so it was another two by four across. <laughs> Out of the mouths of babes. <laughs> no wonder my, yeah, no wonder my forehead is so flat, right? So um, I kind of, um, you know, wrinkled my nose and squinted my eyes and I, the wheels are turning. And I said, Maddie, will you remember me? And she mm. said, I'll always remember you, Grandpa. And yeah. so that's one of my passions and purpose for what I want to get out of the last part of my life is making an impact on people like my granddaughter and people like my friends so that when that last date comes at the end of the dash, that mm -hmm. I continue to live on beyond that for as long as possible. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, I love how you said that I need to add on the dot dot on there because uh, with, as you know, I'm uh, preparing to do a TEDx talk before the mm -hmm. end of this year. And in my TEDx talk, uh, I am of course talking about living your best dash. And in that, uh, I use my dad as the example. My dad, this September will be 13 years ago that he passed away from cancer. But how I, in that talk, I talk about not only creating a legacy that you can be proud of, but by the, the seeds that you plant while you are here with people and foundations and charities and that sort of thing, your legacy can and will continue through those people that you made an impact on while you were here on earth. And one of the things that continues with my dad, and I'm, I'm pulling it out of my pocket right now. I know those of you that are listening, you can't see this, but in my pocket, I have carried for the last 13 years, this is my dad's handkerchief. And uh, this is actually what I call addition number three, because the first two I um, kept in my pockets with me and they were totally threadbare. I couldn't even, they, they wouldn't even stay together anymore. This is, this is part of my dad's legacy because whenever I put my hand in my pocket, I feel this handkerchief. I know that it's his and I know that he is here with me. So that's, that's exactly what your granddaughter 
is going to be carrying with her every time she does go to the fair or even even if it's not that fair anytime she goes to the fair or sees the rides that you guys did or sees the things that she saw with you she's going to come back she's going to think of you and that is that's carrying on your legacy i mean that that's that's creating a legacy that man dan you can be so proud of Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'm I'm glad I'm alive to recognize that that's something to be proud of. Um because how many people don't have that opportunity? You know, mm-hmm. they're gone and they don't realize the impact that they had. And I've got friends and mentors who helped me recognize the impact that I otherwise wouldn't have thought about. And I in turn help them recognize the impact they otherwise wouldn't have thought about. And so that synergy, that going back and forth and building on each other with a tight circle of close friends who support each other just is so enlightening. And I think it extends our life because it gives us a purpose Mm -hmm. to live. Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, it's it's another reason that helps get you up and out of bed every single day. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and we all need that. It's like that little dangling carrot in front of the horse that keeps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to go do that. I want to be with that person. And I I am very blessed in many many ways, just as you are, to have very special people in my life. Several of them, I call them my sisters. We are not blood related. But I learned that you do not have to be blood related to to be family. And it is those people that inspire me to get up, to continue to do the things I do and to get to experience new things that keep life exciting and new and refreshing. You know, you and I have one other thing in common, and that is that we are both authors in the same book. I know. My gosh, can you even believe that? I mean, <laughs> for those of you listening, if you have not gone on Amazon yet, the book is called Impact 2. And Jen DuPlessis, uh, she is the main person who put it all together. But Dan and I both were asked to create a chapter in the book. And uh, one of the requirements was that you needed to have an acronym that you were uh, going to be talking about. And it's the motivational, inspirational book. And of course, my my chapter is about the dash daring to achieve a successful and happy life dan tell everybody what your acronym is and what your chapter in the book is about my acronym is par and i enjoy golfing so i intentionally picked par but i couldn't limit myself to one a so (laughs) it's par with two a's and it stands for purpose alignment action equals results And Mm. it's all about making those connections and networking and networking with purpose, having the purpose so that as you talk with people, you find alignment in your purpose and their purpose. And those are the people you find to support each other. And if you find that person, you act. And the Mm -hmm. act is first usually just follow up. Because otherwise you say, well, I really enjoyed talking with you. Bye. And uh, you don't make that, you don't have that follow through with the connection. But if you define what you can do together to serve the community, to serve others, to serve each other, you're going to end up with results. 
Oh, most definitely. Uh, it, it is definitely one of those books. In fact, I gave a copy of it to my mom and uh, she was just going to read read my chapter. And of course, that's what she that was the first chapter <laughs> she read. And then she was like, OK, I, I, I'm going to check out some of these stories, other stories. And she is so enjoying everybody's story in there because she said in one way or another, each of those stories reminds her of a different part of her life, things that she has even experienced. And that's one of the things that I think that was really cool about getting asked to be a contributing author, which we are both now number one Amazon authors. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. cool to be able to say that? But um, the thing that's so cool is it, they are stories about uh, creating a, 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 a insp inspiring you to to continue your dreams and to motivate you and think of the possibilities. I mean, everybody's story, just like what you just said about your story that you have in there, it, it, it's feel good. It's, it's to let you know there is hope, there's joy, there's happiness. And I think too many times. We get so bogged down by the things that we see on social media, the things that we see on television, on the news, and that sort of stuff. And we and if we concentrate so much on that, we forget about all the good that really is still out there. And no, we cannot control all the things that are happening in the world. But I think from what you can hear, what Dan has been saying, and what my message is, is that you do have control over your part of the world. So with that little part of the world, any little change, just by smiling and saying good morning to people as you pass them on the street, those simple little things, they can start making a huge difference in your part of the world. And hopefully, Dan, you know this too, it's, it's the, the ripple effect. You know, yeah. or you, you just never know how far those ripples are going to go out just from saying good morning to somebody. How are you doing? You know, um, earlier this week, I was in Monterey with a friend was at a teacher's conference and the lady who was cleaning the room uh, I happened to say I said terrific morning to you terrific Tuesday to you and she's kind of looking at me and and, uh, and and I think she looked around to see if I was talking to somebody else and I'm looking directly at her and she said oh well well thank you so much and I said are you having a good day and she goes well, yeah, so far. And I said, I just want to thank you so much for everything that you're doing. I really appreciate it. And she just kind of stood there. And I think, I don't think she was used to people, number one, validating her. And that's what I was doing. I was validating the, the, a lot of people, we see them as being invisible. Oh, they're just doing their job. I don't need to acknowledge that. Yeah, everybody wants to be validated. And my hope and wish is that after that, that that changed how her the course of her day was going to be. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to believe that it did. Uh, it sounds like it did. And I have no doubt because I, I see you interact with so many people who can't help but walk away with a smile on their face. Yeah. Well, you do that for me too, Dan. So, I mean, it's reciprocal. I mean, it's awesome. Um, in all of my podcasts, I have three questions that I ask everybody. So I want to get into that real, not, real, uh, real quick here. So my first question to you is, what do you consider to be your superpower? I consider it to be what I am teaching others. And that is to show up as an everyday leader, every day with every person in every interaction. And by doing so, I make connections I otherwise wouldn't make because they understand my purpose. We determine if we align and 
we act to continue the good vibes that we've created. So being an everyday leader is my superpower. And I even wrote a book and I offer that as a free gift as well. You're, you're, you're a living example of it. I mean, I, I love that. And it is truly a superpower. And that's another thing that I, I respect and admire about you. Uh, going along with that, what, what do you say right now, as of this moment in time, what is your passion and purpose? Well, my passion and purpose is to help others elevate themselves in a way that they feed back to me. They don't have to feed back to me, but I want to see them improve their lives. And I want to be remembered. I want to be remembered by my family, by my friends, by my associates. And I want to be remembered for somebody who made a positive impact. And I'm not doing it just for myself. But as I think about um, that as a purpose, I'm continually reminding myself that being remembered means having a positive impact to be remembered for. And you're doing just that, Dan. I mean, everything that you just said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you what I know of Dan, and we've gotten to uh, experience three different types of uh, events together in person. And everything that Dan is saying he lives what he is saying. He he walks the walk. He talks the talk because I have seen him in action and how he interacts with other people and how he makes them feel once he has interacted with them. Uh, so he's just not saying that on this podcast. I've seen it. And that's one of the reasons, Dan, you are my buddy, because you are a living example of someone that I continue to strive to be and someone who I I affectionately call my tribe mate. Uh, I don't I don't use that term lightly. So you it's uh, it's a term of endearment. And I'm so glad that you are one of my tribe mates. So why don't you tell everybody how you are living your best dash? Well, I want to stay active and healthy. And I am doing that by constantly and intentionally and purposefully staying healthy in my mental, my physical, my social, and my spiritual life. And by doing that, I'm able to make those connections and make that impact that I want to look for and to create those memories that I wouldn't be able to do if I didn't have the health in each of those categories. Yep, that is right. That is very good. Well, um, the other thing that I want people to know, Dan, is uh, because of your business, I would like people, I know there's going to be people that are listening today that will want to know, well, how do I connect with Dan? How can I get in touch with him? So could you please tell everybody, and, and for those of you that are listening or watching on YouTube, know that I will also put in the description, I will put uh, Dan's website, so you'll be able to connect with that as well. But Dan, tell everybody how they, the different ways that they can connect with you. Well, the best way to connect with me is with my link tree, because it has a lot of ways to connect with me, as well as some videos from past presentations that I've given. And my link tree address is link tree. It's all one word, link tree, 
dot peak, P-E-A-K, as in climbing the mountain to the peak, biz, B-I-Z, dot biz, B-I-Z. So it's linktree.peakbiz.biz. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, I will also make sure that I put that in uh, this, the, the description for the podcast. And uh, hopefully if everything goes right technically, all you would have to do is um, go to that link directly, touch on it, and it should take you right to Dan's uh, link tree so you can get in touch with him and check out his videos and all the things that he's doing. I'll tell you, especially where you're at in the villages, I think that that has been I mean, that's another one of those God winks that uh, how you ended up there and look at all the things that have come out of you being led to that specific place in the world out of everywhere in the world where you have traveled. But look at all the opportunities and things that have happened in that area. So uh, I'm just so dang excited for you and everything that I see happening with you and that you continue to grow. Any last words of advice or anything, uh, lastly, that you would like to share with our audience? Don't be an island. Get out there, meet people, connect with people. You never know where it will take you. That is exactly right. And with that, I know that we have come to the end of our time on this podcast. And Dan, I cannot thank you enough for taking time out of your schedule to be with me today. What a a satisfying way to have, I know I shouldn't say what day it is, but it is a Saturday and what a a wonderful way to begin my weekend with you and this time together. So for everybody out there, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, I got to tell you in the last couple of weeks that we have launched this uh, as of, I think it was Saturday, just two weeks in, actually we're almost three now, 370 of you have downloaded a podcast and I just enjoy the comments. I'm so grateful and I feel very blessed for all of you that are supporting this. And I would ask once again that when you download, go to it, download it, subscribe, follow it, whatever little button it shows, whether it's on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, there's uh, several others that I'm going to be putting the links on social media. Continue to subscribe to this. And uh, if you are somebody who's listening right now, because I know that a lot of Dan's fans are out there listening, if you would like to be a guest on my podcast, please reach out to me at www.pathwayswithpatty.org. And let's get together and let's chat about uh, you getting on here and sharing your story about how you continue to rediscover your passion and purpose for your life. In the meantime, remember that I want you to make it a great day or not, because the choice is yours, because your life matters. So go out there and uh, live a life that is full of adventure, and let's make some good memories and journeys. And as Dan said, continue to make the most so you can make the most of your legacy as possible. Think about that 90, what was it, 90 inches, Dan, on that that, uh, tape measure? Yep. Yeah. So think about that and think of the time that has gone by and what do you want to do with the remainder of your time? Thank you once again, everyone, for being here and God bless you all. Thank you, Patty. Thanks for your podcast. Thank you so much, Dan.